The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. In August of 2021, the lives of Alison and Chris Sainsbury were changed forever. Their daughter, 25-year-old Bryony, was rushed to hospital, having been kicked by a horse. Now, in the days that followed, her condition deteriorated until she was pronounced dead just five days later. Well, last week, a verdict of medical misadventure was reached. The inquest found that Bryony may have been saved, but for a lack of communication from staff at Regional Hospital Mullingar regarding her condition. And Bryony's parents, Alison and Chris, are with me now in studio. Good morning and welcome. Hello. Hello, Pat. Before we talk about what happened to Bryony, I think we should learn a little bit about the girl herself. What was she like? Um, She was a Yeah, she was... uh, Beautiful inside and out, like you know, she uh, she had goals and she set them and won them all. And ah, uh, she was a, a great little girl. Never cried or was a lovely little girl, wasn't happy. she? Happy, yeah. always happy. And anyone that sort of came up against Bryony always remembered her. She'd and she mm. would help people. You know, that's just how she how she was. But she had her first business at the age of twenty one. At twenty one, she set yeah. up her own business. Yeah, her own salon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she set it out as a salon her own directions like and everything like. Yeah, and then yeah. she employed two of her friends. So it was doing well. She was yeah, oh, very was, successful yeah. in life. She, she was, was flying it, yeah. What about her love of horses? That oh. started at about the age of six and then uh, she'd muck out stables to save money and we'd we'd uh, match that money and then she'd purchase her horse, her first pony. Um, and then it went on from there. And from there on, she just had a love of it, show jumping. Yeah, and every morning Cross before country. school, she'd go out, muck the horse out, clean it, and then come in, get ready for school, eat her, and she'd done it every day. We didn't need to get her up or vex her or anything. she just done it off her own back. So she was totally comfortable around horses. Yeah, oh. yeah. 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 She, what happened to her could happen to anyone yeah, working with horses. I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just I mean, they're big animals yeah. there. You know, you've got that risk with any animal. But um, it was the injury, really, that she sustained it wasn't treated. Yeah. Now tell me what happened on that day. She went out to to look at her horses. Yeah, she went out to look at her horse, uh, after Louis, work. after work, and um, she found he was choking on hay, and some of the hay was coming back up. So she decided to bring him in from outside, brought him into the washroom. She called a vet. Um, the vet treated Louis, and when she started to treat Louis. She, started to put a pipe down the nose and Louis just just went mad and pushed Bryony up against the wall. Bryony sustained a fracture to her head and she was bleeding profusely. She slid down the wall. She was unconscious for a couple of minutes. We were called, the ambulance was called. Um, the ambulance arrived. We arrived after the ambulance and she didn't really know who we were. So at this point... This early point, she was completely disorientated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, just kept saying, sorry, sorry. And then I went into the back of the ambulance with Bryony to uh, Mullingar Regional Hospital. And um, we weren't, I wasn't allowed in as it was the end of COVID and all the restrictions there. So we'd sat in the car park for about four hours waiting on uh, to see how Bryony was. And were you getting any communication? No. From... Um, what happened was uh, we were sat in the car park in Mullingar, outside Mullingar Hospital and uh, three times they had Ali's uh, phone number and they were going to contact as soon as they had any news. 
we never heard anything. So three quarters, about three quarters of an hour went by. I went in and they said that they were waiting for the scans unit to call for her and then she'd be sent mm -hmm. down for them and to go back to the car and wait. So I went back to the car and I went in a second time and asked, same thing, went back to the car. Third time I was getting a bit frustrated and like, you know, a bit worked up. And uh, there was a girl on the test and she said, uh, let me ring and just get an update for you. And then she went, oh, oh okay, yeah, right, and put the phone down. And then she said, actually, Brian, he's been for a, a scan. And uh, she said, the doctor's coming through to have a word with you, like, you know. So I called Ali and mm. Ali come running in and all they said was they thought Bronnie was better and um, She's going she wasn't singing and dancing sort of thing. And Ali asked to go in <clears throat> to see her, which they did. And uh, when Ali came out to the car to me, she said she's no better. Okay, so what state was she in when she you saw again, her? disorientated. Um, but conscious at but this conscious, point. But she wasn't Bryony, obviously. You know, yeah. She just wasn't the Bryony we knew. Yeah. Now, obviously with any kind of uh, concussion, mm. Mm. Um, things can improve. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. tragically seen yeah. rugby players carry yeah. on when yeah. maybe they should not. Yeah. Yeah. But they do get through the match. Mm. Yeah. That wasn't the state that Bryony was in. No, I mean, she had a neck brace on. And she was obviously complaining of a headache. And really all the way through, we saw, Bryony was let up to the ward, I think, just past midnight, I think. Um, I wasn't allowed in on the Friday. Her dad went in on the Friday. And um, still, again, Yeah, she was yeah, disorientating. She was feeling sick as well, like. And as, you know, we used to see Bryony up running around and being full of herself and Error on the stretcher and in the bed, there was nothing like Bryony usually is, you know, no now, talk and cheese. Were there lots of people around, you know, uh, for attention to her or... Uh, no, just the nurses coming in and out. And they had 16 other patients as well, like... It was a six-bay ward and Bryony was the youngest, I'd say, on that ward. Um, she was allowed... I mean, somebody with a head injury like she had was allowed to walk around. But again, she, she was disorientated. I saw her on Saturday afternoon... That was the next time evening, and um, like again, again. Now you were being told constantly that she was, she was okay. She's okay, and that they were liaison with, with Bowman, and never following their instructions. Okay, because Bowman would be the, yeah, the national centre for yeah. head injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said they were in touch with Bowman. Yeah, and they were they... liaising with Bowman. Yeah. and are you questioning me? That was one of the doctors, and I said, "Yes, we are. We want our daughter transferred," and his answer to that was. She's not bad enough. How bad has somebody got to be? You know? So then the deterioration which happened, how, how do you track that? Because as you say, your access is limited mm, because mm. of COVID. I mean, I left the hospital about half past nine that night. I'd been in on half past six, yeah. But previous to that, at lunchtime, I was sort of obviously worried about Bryony and I phoned the And we found out then that admin. Beaumont was the main place for mm. head traumas. Like, we didn't know that. Before then, but we know now, and mm. yeah, and it was people were telling us that Bryony shouldn't be in Mullingar, she should be in mm. <clears throat> Beaumont. So Ali phoned the nurse admin desk to try and get her moved. And she again said that they're liaison with Beaumont and that Bryony wasn't bad enough. Now, were there appropriate consultants working to Mullingar Hospital at that stage who would have a knowledge and a competence in dealing with head injury? No. No. There's no neuro no. in Mullingar at all. That's why they liaise with Beaumont. So they have to do everything telephonically, yes. uh, yeah. kind of diagnostics uh, yeah. remotely. Yeah. But 
were you then beginning to agitate for her, her immediate transfer yeah. to Beaumont? And, and yeah. you were told she's not sick enough. Yeah, she's not bad enough. That's all the doctors kept saying. She's not bad enough. Now, in the inquest, it came out that there are measures that they use yeah, to determine how serious the injury is. And it seems those measures indicated that Bryony was pretty seriously injured. Well, the GCS score um, read that she was stable. But it was it, on the Sunday, it was fluctuating quite badly. And then you've got discussions between the nurses and the doctors on, on duty. And one saying against the other, no, she's not that, she's this, you know. So the nurse said that she was at a nine, and the doctor said she was at 13. So. And which is the worst? Yeah, well, nine. Nine is the worst. Yeah, it's out of 15. Mm. You know, and that's so that the higher you are, the less severe you are. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So the lower it goes, and normally, <clears throat> if it goes below a nine, you know, to an eight or below, it's you've got to be in, into ICU. Yeah, but there was no blood checks done. Only on the last day, from Friday evening mm. till Sunday, there was no blood, so they didn't see the, the sodium, sodium level dropping, drop in critical that, levels. The sodium level would indicate the brain swelling. Yeah, the, the brain swelling. Yeah. yeah. So when did you get the word that they suddenly realised, or slowly realised rather, that things were, were bad for um, We One of the doctors came up. Um, he was a consultant. He came up, was doing his ward round, looked at Bryony, could see that she had swelling. Deteriorating. Deteriorating, you know. I mean, she was holding her head all the time, just moaning about, you know, complaining about the pain in her head and in and out of consciousness um, not making any sense when she was talking. Uh, and because another consultant had gone off for duty for the weekend, which we're all entitled to time off, um, he thought it was uh, bad manners to take over his To patient. interfere in yeah. another consultant's yeah. patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is totally... And th- this was part of the deposition yeah. provided by yeah. this. So we're, we're not speculating. No. This is what... It's, it's, yeah, this, yeah, this was in the coroner's, yeah. Yeah, in the inquest. Yeah. And then... She deterior. She really deteriorated. They couldn't get bloods out of her then. Hmm. Beaumont had asked for bloods mid morning on this Monday. Was Sunday because they rung her Sunday early hours of Sunday morning to come up because right. the nurse um, couldn't get out of the doctors to come and she was getting more concerned about Bryony. Bryony was then by then pulling blankets off other people's beds and she was disorientated. Totally. Yeah, she didn't know what she was didn't doing. Didn't know where she was. No. What she no. was doing. No. And all no. she was ask, all she was answering to is. Sort of, yes. So a nurse took it upon herself to call you guys yeah. in? Yeah, at yeah. 7 o'clock seven in the o'clock morning. Sunday morning, we yeah. shot to, to, uh, From, to the hospital, to and by that time, they, they sedated her, so she was not too bad. She was sort of let So off. when you came in, she was, she was, she was quiet because sedated. of the sedation. Yeah. Exactly. She had yeah. to sedate her because she was moving too much to put her into the CT scanner. What happened next? Um, well, all through that day, she... She was rolling around the bed in around. agony with her head, and... She, they had a job to keep her on the bed, and then she stand up, grab hold of me, and bury her head in my chest, said, uh, and they just fall back on the bed. And this at this stage, she had no head collar on or nothing, mm-hmm. like you know. And she was rolling around the bed in agony, and so, so potentially even doing herself more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With it, I mean, this you couldn't you couldn't write this really. Yeah, it, it's an absolute absolute mm-hmm. horror story. It really is, and so, to see it as well as even yeah, be there. And you, you felt know, helpless. You, yeah, to ask. The doctors 
can you do something? Because after Bryony done that three times to her dad, I ran to the nurse's station. I said, I can't watch Bryony do this anymore. You've got to do something. You've got to do something. That's what she called the anaesthetist up. He came up, said she wasn't bad enough. They had her blood results back. It was 117. That is critical. Anything under 125 is, is major. They've got to get that sodium into her quick. And they didn't. So when was she finally transferred to Bowmont? Uh, about too late. Too late. It was too late. Yeah. About Brief. she went down to yeah. ICU about half past three, quarter four, and and going down to going to they they decided to take her to ICU when it was too late. Like and uh, they had a job to keep her on the bed, walking down to the uh, to ICU because she was in so much pain. She was she was so agitated. Oh, yeah, she was she rolling was around, holding her, holding her head, head, rolling around, and, and that's the last. That's vision. the last. That's the last voice of our daughter we got of her screaming going down to ICU mm. so she goes to ICU and then somebody makes the decision she yeah, must go to Bowman yeah, yeah. Well, by then it decided, they decided that she must be transferred yeah on the way even so, on the way down to ICU yeah, I think was, they she was in yeah. to be intubated it took about an hour before we could see her yeah we went into the ICU the doctors were stood at the end of the bed and nurse couldn't look at us we stood holding Bryony's hand. Chrissy, her dad, was talking to her. As you do, you're going to be talking to her. And I was just looking at her, and I opened her right eye. I don't know why, I just did. And I could see that her eyes were fixed and dilated then, and I knew it wasn't good. So when she was moved to Beaumont, how quickly did they indicate to you, this is hopeless? No, they didn't. Um, they didn't, all the way through, they didn't say a lot to us. But when we got to Beaumont... Um, we were there an hour and a half before the ambulance, and we didn't rush. And uh, we we had to wait. And then the the main sur- yeah. surgeon up there, um, he he said to us, "It's going to be bad news," because mm. he saw her eyes, looked in her eyes when she was coming off the ambulance, mm. and he said, "It's going to be bad news." He instantly yeah, he diagnosed and at, also told you bad the bad news. Yeah, but we didn't think it was going to be life threatening at that dead. stage. Yeah. So. When did they finally declare that um, she was, had no hope that she was, was effectively she was dead? They've done a little test on her, didn't they? A STEM test. Down to the operating theatre. Yeah. And uh, Mr. O'Rourke said, can you come into my... So we went into an office. And Donica O'Brien by this time, Professor Donica O'Brien at this time, was up in Beaumont. And um, he came in. We had to wait for him to come in because obviously he was the consultant professor and uh, he said it's, uh, it's it's not good news and we said what do you mean it's not good news he said she's brain dead your daughter's brain dead what, what do you mm-hmm. yeah what do you, what do you say to that yeah well he said that's okay we'll we'll take her home and look we after he gone. said no you don't realize he said like she's on the machine and um okay. when that's turned off it's that, that she will die yeah mm. but her brain was dead there was yeah, no hope there was to, no to, blood that's no. The sodium level, yeah, killed her. At what point did anyone mention um, maybe organ harvesting for transplanting? Well, we'd we'd talked. Yeah, Bryony was so fit and healthy and happy, and, and she liked she, she did like a gin and tonic and yeah. a Jameson. To be honest, like, <laughs> so yeah, she did just, like yeah, it. So we so decided to give her kidneys, donate yeah. her kidneys. Yeah, and uh, that's but, what we said to to uh, Mister O'Rourke that we donate her kidneys, and. Uh, he said, the only thing that can't be donated is her heart because obviously it was enlarged with the seizures because low sodium causes seizures, which we didn't know at the time. 
But also uh, in the inquest, uh, Dr. O'Brien said that if if he had a by three o'clock, he, he would have he would saved, saved her. her. And that was bizarre. That 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 is that's almost being yeah, told as bad. It, it is the worst, worst possible. If you were told from the very beginning yeah. that she had no hope, yeah. But to know yeah. Yeah. that you had begged yeah. and begged and begged yeah. and nothing was done and it was a matter of yeah. literally hours, hours could have saved yeah. her. I just mean, if just medication yeah. would have saved her. If they'd have pumped that medication into her, she'd still be here, normal, because the head injury, Dr. Mr. O'Brien said, would have, would have mended itself. Um, the inquest declared medical misadventure. Yeah. And yeah. Quite, it's quite clear. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. did not do no. the right thing. no. And the right thing was knowable. No, mm. yeah, exactly, yeah. But we found out since that the care plan that was given from Beaumont wasn't sent down from consultant to SHO to, you know, to register doctors. Yeah, they and, said and had those instructions <laughs> been followed no. all the way down, no. as you say, to ward level, no. then she would be alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, would have, they would have seen her sodium now because, like I say, they, they asked for blood to be done every day, Beaumont, from, to Mullingar, and they didn't do them for the weekend. Mm left her and and if they had done them the weekend they would have seen that our sodium level was, was dropping, dropping and dropping and dropping the brains and like, as far as the scans are concerned you know Beaumont was given the first two scans and they were all down as stable 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 but when Mr O'Brien after Briony was pronounced dead he said he had to he was he was he said I was just he in was, a really bad state for two days. He was distraught for was two distraught. days is his words like yeah. Um, and he, he after he, after Brian he's died. To to lose a patient that is savable yeah, is the worst what, possible yeah. nightmare yeah. for yeah. a Yeah, knowing for a that it wasn't easy medication to and, give her. Yeah. And to be fair fair play to him, um he drove up from Cork Sunday evening to try and hmm. save her like. But it was too late, you know, by the time she got to Beaumont. Um what answers did the inquest give you? Well, well, that's it. That that she could it. have been saved. Only really, well, basically, what what was said in in the well, that was a gut. So when they yeah. said that, it's she, almost she could have been saved. Be or worst would have thing been saved. that could have been said that she could have been saved, that she'd still be here, because it's almost like being told that your daughter died again. And he never said um, might have been saved. He said she. She would have been she saved. could have been said yeah. because yeah. it was that simple. Yeah. 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 Now there may have been who knows with any kind of concussion yeah. head injury. Yeah. There may have been mm. yeah. residual yeah, exactly. effects yeah. and so on. Yeah. But you were of yeah. course happy to live with that. Crumb just yeah. to get her own would have been. Yeah. 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 Um, medical misadventure means that people made mistakes yeah. and mm. um, what is the price that is paid for these mistakes? I mean, we've been talking about this and in any other industry They'd be struck off. They'd be consequences. That's what we feel. Yeah, if you made a bad mistake, but it seems quite threatening. If it's something as serious as what our daughter had gone through and what we what we're going through as a family, it's brushed under the carpet. There should be consequences for these people that are doing this to people. Has Mullingar Regional Hospital done its own internal report on what happened? Because, I mean, that's the first thing you'd expect mm. in any organisation. I mean, yeah. no, they're, they're, they're terrible. Like they, 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 not after Bryony's death, they, they phoned us and said they were going to do a review yeah. um, on Bryony's care. And uh, two and a half years later, we're still waiting mm. We've for had their report. On the 13th of October... 21, we received a letter again from um, Mullingar Regional Hospital saying that the review team will, uh, will be put together. 
We then had an interview with the review team on the 13th of March 2023. And they said to us that we would have the report within four weeks. And we thought, crikey, that's good, you know. Mm. Um, and we're still waiting. It's If it wasn't for our solicitor, Karen Clabby, writing to them, saying, where is the report? What's happening? And each time we're getting fobbed off, we've got to do this or we're waiting for this you know, answer. It's now nearly a year. How do they expect families to cope? It's disgusting. Mm. And there's no, they're given 125 days to have those reports furnished to you. And it, they're not. Do you believe they were probably <laughs> waiting for the result of the inquest and yeah. to be handed down before yeah. they furnished yeah. their yeah. report? Definitely, yeah. We do. It should not inform no, the report, by no. the way. No, uh, no because right. I don't yeah. think um, the coroner would use that as in any evidence. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's the depositions, it's not. Well, the report should be the report. Yeah, it should be, yeah. But it's it tends to be in their little circle, I think. Yeah. So what happens now? You just have to continue to mourn Bryony. I mean... Yeah, yeah. yeah and our lives haven't, will never be the same, ever. You still expect her to run in. I'm hungry, Mum. Go to the yard, you know, go yeah. to the horses. Everything, you know, it's just hard. But you wouldn't it, wish it on anyone. Like her brothers, the grandkids, it's had a real effect on everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And it could have been avoided. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with a simple medication. Yep. And like you say, yeah, her business was absolutely flying. Who knows where she would have been now? You know, she would have, yeah. Yeah. And with horses and all that, she was, yeah. yeah. Everything going for her. Yeah, everything going for her, yeah. Well, I'm really sorry for your loss. Reading about it and now talking to you, it should never have happened. No. No. It should never have happened. And we hope it don't happen to anyone else, that's for sure. Alison and Chris Sainsbury, Bryony's parents, thank you very much for joining us. Thank, thank you, Pat. Pat. Thank, thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.